Hi, uh, I know it's been a while, but uh, I'm just going to blow right past that. And uh, well, frankly, because I'm tired of apologizing, um, considering that I consistently fail to put this out on a regular schedule. But uh, I've made a New Year's resolution to be better. And by New Year's resolution, I just mean that I have committed to doing something to improve my life. And it happens to be around the time of January 1st, uh, because New Year's, New Year's resolutions are stupid and I don't believe in them. Uh, anyway, that was uh, quite the spew, but I do have an exciting announcement, and that is that Paul has uh, joined on as a member of the cast permanently. So uh, welcome, Paul, <laughs> as an official co-host rather than just guest on the show. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, it was a lot of fun last time, and I'm thinking we're really going to do some browned, uh, groundbreaking, uh, groundbreaking <laughs> material here uh, that will probably really cause people to think a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, well, that's the idea. Um, but I, I felt like last time, I almost said last week, and God knows it's been like four months. <laughs> uh, so last time, uh, I thought it went really well, and I thought it was a great improvement to the show. So I'm glad that you're here, and I think it's going to make the show better overall. Yeah, uh, the show definitely was uh, awful till I came along, for sure, uh, adding all of my wisdom, uh, and so it should be a great improvement, I'm sure. Well, definitely, um, it definitely helps me feel better about it, because in my <laughs> own hand, I felt like it was a, it was bad before, so um, regardless of your joke, <laughs> I agree. That being said, uh, your punishment, your penance is, I'm pretty sure, because uh, for those of you listening at home that have forgotten, uh, this is a show about ranting. We go in order of a prepared rant, a rant on a random topic, uh, a rant on something positive, and then we end the show. So uh, I believe last time I started with the prepared rant as a courtesy to our guest, Paul. But now that you're a full-fledged co-host, you have the responsibility of starting off uh, on your own this time. So I think you ought to go first, All if right, you don't mind. That sounds pretty fair to me. Cool. All, All right. right. So <clears throat> I will start off. Uh, my rant today uh, is content stealing on social media. Uh, and so th this is pretty broad, but specifically what I mean is that um, when you're on Twitter and you see the same tweet that you've seen like month after month, and it's like, it's not even like it's a similar joke. It's like word for word, a copy. And it just really grinds my gears that there are people who like, just for the sake of getting likes and retweets will just copy and paste the exact same tweet. Sometimes sometimes they even try to wait months and they'll just do it the same day. And it almost frustrates me just as much, if not even more, that people will knowingly see that same tweet and then like re retweet what is clearly the copied one. And I don't know, it really frustrates me. And then on top of that, the other another layer to it is how um, <clears throat> people will take posts on one social media and then just screenshot or download the video and then just post it to another video like another platform like an instagram you'll just see a screenshot of a tweet is like the entire like account for like a quote-unquote meme page it's just screenshots of tweets and so i don't understand how all these people will have like hundreds of thousands if not millions of followers just to post other people's content and it just really frustrates me i'm just i'm simmering in my seat right now <laughs> this this drives me insane to like an unfathomable degree i'm so glad that you brought it up <laughs> do you what what do you have to add to that zach <laughs> well so i like i it's indicative of a couple issues so first of all i clearly have a, a problem i'm addicted to my phone because yeah. I am constantly recognizing that these things <laughs> have been posted before. So like I'll see something that was clearly like posted by somebody else I saw a week ago and it's the exact same wording under a different account. And I'm like, oh man, I just saw this. You are clearly stealing. And then I'll think to myself, well, that's kind of sad that like I managed to catch one of these like at least once a day. You'd think that maybe I would look up from my phone once in my life, but apparently not. Like I am constantly appalled by how much I recognize from Twitter. That just shows that I'm I'm on it too often. But I, I totally agree with you that this is probably the number one problem plaguing our society right now, never mind the longest government shutdown in US history. This is worse. 
and I assure mm. you that this affects my life on a far grander scale. <laughs> it's probably cost me 15 to 20 years just in, in pure fury so far. Um, but that's another thing is like I constantly like my entire purpose of being on Twitter is to complain about Twitter. Like that's all <laughs> I ever do. It, it's it, yeah. it's pretty sad. Um, but yeah, I, I get, I get where you're coming from with this one. This used to make me mad even back, like in the Facebook days, I, I, you can probably find like a Facebook memory of mine from like 2007 (laughs) where I was saying the same, the same shit, you know? So Mm -hmm. I get it. And and you know, there's another layer to this where there are people that recognize that straight up like plagiarizing content isn't right. But then you have certain accounts that will like take someone else's content and then either in a comment or if it's a video, maybe like in the corner of the video, put the, the name of the account of like where they like the source quote unquote. But what's weird about that to me is that like, they're not sharing the account they're taking it and presenting it as their own. And then being like, Oh, by the way, like this is where we found it. So like, don't be mad at me in a weird way that almost makes me more mad sometimes because it's kind of like, that's not that much better. Like there's nothing that really comes out of like like getting references like um or the better words exposure as in like exposure exposure doesn't really mean anything and so like i could i could tweet something incredible today and it could get a hundred thousand retweets and then like if someone were to screenshot that and post it on instagram and say like from like at messman paul on twitter i don't think i'd gain a single follower and even if i did like it's not really like that people don't associate that with me then. And, and also it's kind of like, you'll see even like bigger companies that you feel like should know better post videos and then like put it in their own like template, like a big offender of this is something like world star um, that they'll like post a video and like they'll like in the core of the video, put the ad of the person, but half the time they don't even do 10 seconds of homework to figure out who the original poster is. And they're like giving exposure to like someone who stole it in the first place. Right. And right. then like it, it's stolen tweets like, all the way down. It's in a video. So like one thing about the internet is that no one's going to go through the trouble of actually searching something. If there's an actual link, maybe they'll click on it, but no one's going to be yeah. like, let me figure out how to like type out this weird long username with a bunch of numbers and then find this account like e- like even the exposure that they're supposed to be giving which itself is not worth it most of the time they're giving either exposure to the wrong person or in such a way that it like you don't even get the exposure that they're trying to give you oh yeah i mean we know that better than anybody it's like if your headline for a mugdown article isn't good no even if it is good i mean almost nobody's going to read it anyway it's all in the headline if your headline's funny it's going to get shared a lot because people aren't actually going to go into the article mm-hmm. um so yeah that's definitely true i think the thing that you brought it up earlier that's like the worst part about this is organizations that profit off of this like yeah. uh like stolen content of all types really i mean we say twitter cuz it's really bad there but like Instagram is the same way. Facebook is the same way. If you're like a serial serial killer or a high school dropout or an old person, uh, those mm-hmm. are the three type of people that use Facebook still. Uh, but yeah, it's everywhere. And and one thing that's really annoying, like beyond people like blatantly ripping off original content creators and then using that for their like corporate account and making money or whatever, their their media account. Is when like you'll you'll see it sometimes where they'll take like uh, an image or something, and then they'll like Photoshop or something like edit a caption below it. It's like what is this guy doing? Question mark. <laughs> and then they would post that, and then they would post that with the caption, "What is this guy doing?" Question <laughs> mark. And then like six emojis. Like we we didn't need two separate voices to question us about what this guy is doing. One is sufficient, and why don't you just make your image more tidy and include it in the actual... Like, if you're going to go to the effort to Photoshop it, just don't put a caption. Yeah. And if you're only going to do one, then why not just write a caption? I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't see the financial benefit or the, like, 
exposure benefit of writing that twice. Just don't, what's the effort getting you? Yeah. I, I think the caption that might make me the most mad that goes with some of those things is when they say, who made this laughing emoji? <laughs> and it's like, you're who admitting that you just took this <laughs> and you didn't even bother to figure out who made it. And now like, especially if it's like a video on Facebook where there can be ads and things, it's like, even if it's only like a few bucks, like you're profiting off of something that you're right. admitting to someone else's and then you're acting like you just stumbled upon this and we're like, oh man, who made this? Like maybe my followers can help me out. <laughs> what do you mean? Who made this? You are the only one who knows who made this. <laughs> you're the original. No one knows who made this more than you. Yeah, that's bad too. I I love when I love going into the comments on like a stolen thing that I've seen. Especially, it, it's not like I said. I'm on social media way too often, so I notice these things more often than the average person. But if there's like a common thing that ends up being retweeted, like or sorry, ends up being stolen like over and over and over again, more than just once, you'll eventually like the general public will catch on. I love going to the comments on those posts. And seeing like people comment that like now this music, but it's Photoshop to say now that's a tweet that I've seen stolen 96 yes. times. <laughs> I love that. I love when the community gangs up on this person who's clearly not damaged at all by it. But it just makes me feel a little bit more satisfied that everyone else is recognizing this issue as well. Yeah, but something funny with that that I see sometimes is that you, you'll then sometimes see the person reply to their own comment with a screenshot showing that the poster blocked them. And it'll just be funny sometimes because it's like these people who will steal the content and then someone will call them out. And then I don't know what the best course of action is for them, but somehow blocking the person who called you out seems to make it much worse. It's like an acknowledgement that you did the wrong thing. Like you're not even going to try to defend yourself by by replying. You're not even going to ignore it. You're just going to block them and be like, I don't want this guy to expose me anymore. It is very incriminating. I agree. I definitely agree. There's, there's a, I've actually been uh, actively avoiding the topic of, of social media for my personal rants because I know that if I get started on one, uh, I just won't stop. It'll be like fast food times 10. Um, but this does remind me of a couple of things that, that make me mad, but I'll, I'll have to turn that into, uh, I'll have to co-opt that or steal that, if you will without any credit to you into my own <laughs> rants uh, for future episodes. So sounds good. I, I was about to say I, this could turn into a two hour episode with just this topic. If we don't stop ourselves, cause I, I'm sure some of the, the other places we could go with this could just be other topics for other episodes. So yeah, yeah, definitely. We, yeah, we better, we better dial it back uh, <laughs> or else we'll be here for, for the entire night. So with that being said, uh, anything that you have to add on the topic or, is that that's, all you have to say for now? That's all that I came in with, and I don't want to let myself try to think of anything else because I'm already pretty – I'm, like, sitting on the edge of my seat literally right now. I'm, like, tense from thinking about this. So I, I think yeah. I'm, I'm going to just cut myself off right there. Let's not Let's not let it linger. Let's, on to, let's move on to uh, something else, my prepared rant. And uh, this time rant isn't really a, a good term. It's kind of more like a public service announcement. I'm playing really fast and loose with these rules here. Um, this is going to come off a lot less angry and a lot more scared. So just bear with me. <laughs> I'm uh, this is an issue that personally myself, I've been embarrassed and ashamed, embarrassed and ashamed about for a really long time. Uh, but it's come to my attention that I am far from alone in facing this fear alone. Uh, Paul, maybe you can relate, maybe you cannot, but I hope that uh, many of the listeners can relate to this issue. Uh, and it's time that I bring it to light. It's time that somebody stands up and, and looks it in the face and admit admits that it's a problem. Uh, I have the hardest time peeing in a public restroom. <laughs> I, I mean, feel free to stand up in, in solidarity with me at any point if this is relatable to you, Paul. Because uh, it is, again, scary to say this to the public like this. But I I can't, like, I have stage fright. Like, I can't convince myself to pee if there are other people in a public restroom with me. Like, within any, like, approximate vicinity. 
You know, like if you come into like a, a bathroom at a stadium or something, there's like six or 700 urinals on the wall. And if there's mm-hmm. not a lot of people in there, you can easily space yourself out, you know, and, and you don't feel so claustrophobic. But I'm talking like a situation where it's the office bathroom or something and there's like three urinals and you go in and one of them's taken or, or God forbid two. Mm-hmm. I, I'll walk up no matter how bad I have to go to the restroom. I walk up to the urinal and I just cannot like my brain shuts off. I, I can't release. I can't go. And then I'll stand there like a dork for like way too long. And and people can, it's like, it feels like everyone's watching you. It feels like people can tell, like they're just glaring at you from behind your back as, as they, they're like listening for the, like the urine to hit the back of the toilet. And they're, they're it's like, wow, it's awfully silent in here. Somebody's having a hard time going, isn't it? It's so embarrassing. <laughs> I cannot explain why. I, I, I'm sure, that, you know, obviously at least half the people listening, assuming that I have, a, you know, an equal distribution of listeners, which I know I don't. Half the people listening are going to have no idea what I'm talking about and will never be able to relate. But this is a, a personal struggle that I've had such a hard time coping with. And I will say that uh, although the issue cropped up really late in my life, it's not something that I've been struggling against my entire life. Uh, I have recently begun to, to fight back and I've started to overcome it. But before I go any further, Paul, I got to ask you straight up, is this something that you've experienced before? Sorry to put you on the spot. No, that's that's fine. Uh Many people daily are put on the spot uh, when they have to do this in a public restroom. Um, so it's funny. I have a very similar problem or fear, but it's not quite identical. So I I don't have stage fright in the sense of starting to pee, but I do have this intense feeling that everyone present is paying attention to the duration of my urination. (laughs) And so anytime I pee, I get this intense, not, I wouldn't say it's an intense anxiety, but I have like a little bit of anxiety where in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, I better pee long enough. So it looks like I had good reason to be here. (laughs) And so sometimes I'll like, I'll be like, man, I have to pee. I'll like go, I'll start peeing. It'll end after like, like six or seven seconds. And then my heart starts beating because I'm like, crap, all these people are probably thinking like, this freaking idiot just came in here to waste our time by not even peeing. <laughs> and so it just makes me nervous. I, and so sometimes I'll finish peeing, but then I'll stand there for like another 10 seconds as though I'm still peeing. Like, look look, <laughs> like, look up at the ceiling a little bit as if I'm still peeing. It's just, it's just so silent that they like, they're like, oh, he wouldn't just stand there if he wasn't still peeing. So that they'll think that I had a good hearty pee. Uh, that justifies my presence in the bathroom, taking up a spot, the urinal. Um, but so I don't really have as much problem starting, but once I've started, I, I have anxiety about, oh man, I this better last a while. So I feel like I'm justified in being here and taking up a urinal. And even if there's not even that many people there, even if it's like there's five urinals and there's me and one other guy, I just assume that he's like counting the seconds that I'm peeing and being like, wow, this guy have a small bladder or what? <laughs> hey, get a little of this guy. He had a, he had a quick pee. What are you doing here, buddy? <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. I, that is something that I think about most times that I pee. That That is hilarious. I have never heard that before. <laughs> uh, but it's hilarious for... Because it's like, it, it's identical and opposite to my problem. Yes. And like different way. It's it's so weird. So first of all, me listening to you say that, I'm like, that's ridiculous. What what is he talking about? Like, obviously nobody cares. But I'm sure that you were thinking about me talking about like I can't start, and you're like, what what the hell's wrong with this guy? Why can't you like just go pee? <laughs> so that's one kind of interesting take. Another one though is is that we both share the idea that for some reason, as soon as we step into a public restroom, everybody's gaze is locked onto us and will not move. That we are the sole concern of every single individual in that bathroom for the entire duration of our stay. I love that we both have that impression for some reason. We had different takeaways, but we have the same assumption that people are very concerned with our peeing habits. The same base fear. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I've actually come up with a couple strategies to mitigate this issue. I don't know how well it would help you, Paul, but next time you, <laughs> you go pee at work, let me know. Uh, feed the information back to me, and we'll we'll crunch the data. I'll give you some feedback. Uh, what I've started to do is – so first of all, there is a an absolute 
death spiral that you can get yourself into. Like if you go into the restroom and you begin to urinate and you even allow the thought to cross your mind that, oh man, I better start now or things are going to get weird. If, if that even flashes on your mind for an instant, you're doomed. You're going to walk out of the bathroom without a single drop of liquid having left your body. And you're going to feel the greatest shame and guilt you've ever felt in your life. <laughs> because what happens is you'll walk up, you'll unzip, you'll get ready, and you haven't started yet. And you're like, okay, okay, it's getting kind of long now. People are going to start thinking that you're you're weird. Like, why'd you even come in here? <laughs> But then once you so as soon as you have that thought, you're doomed now. Because then the next thought is like, okay, now like now's the time. Now's the time. Okay, you missed your chance. You have to go now. You have to go now. And it just keeps getting more and more just prevalent in your mind and just more persistent. And you it, the harder you force it, the less you can do it. And and then eventually you just after standing there for thirty seconds, you just hang your head in shame and walk out. <laughs> and uh, of course, you wash your hands on the way out. As if, as if to like put on a show, like, oh yeah, guys, don't worry, I'm just a real quiet peer, uh, but I definitely <laughs> did go. You can tell because got to clean my hands off for all this pee on him. Definitely got pee on my hands, guys. Sorry, it's part of the biz. So I, you can't ever allow that thought to cross your mind. So that's step number one. Step number two, one thing that I I used to do is I would try to like completely relax. Physically and mentally. So I would kind of flex my knees a little bit. Like I would put a little bend in my knees. And this, uh, this, I'm not, you know, this isn't a joke for the show. Legitimately, I would like adjust my posture in the hopes that maybe my urethra would be clear a little bit better. <laughs> so adjust your, I used to like adjust my posture. I used to like, like try to clear my mind of any and all thoughts. This, this strategy does not work for me. Uh, if anything, it makes the situation worse because not only are you clearly not peeing and everyone in the bathroom who is intently watching you knows you're not, but you also look like a kind of an asshole because of the way you're like posed at the urinal. So that never worked. But one thing that has worked and continues to work is as soon as I walk into the restroom before I've approached a toilet of any kind, which I guess, by the way, stalls are fine. Like I feel like I I'm private in my own little enclosed space. If I'm within a stall, uh, but if I'm on the exterior of a stall at a urinal and there is somebody in the stall next to me, that still gives me anxiety because I'm like, oh shit, he can see my shoes and he's going to recognize me by my shoes when we both leave the bathroom and he's going to go, oh shit, those uh, gray Sperry's, huh? You were the guy who couldn't pee next to me at the urinal. I remember that. <laughs> anyway, when I walk into the bathroom, step through the door frame of the bathroom, I immediately engaged, engage my mind and thinking about anything and everything. If I'm at work, I'll start intensely focusing on like, okay, what do I have to do for the rest of the day? What's my schedule look like? What's my number one priority? Okay, it's this. How am I going to achieve this? What am I going to do to achieve this? Like, who do I need to talk to today? And I'll just have this extremely intense dialogue with myself about some very specific topic until I'm done. And before I know it, I've been so distracted the whole time that I had no problem going at all. And now I'm, I'm at the sink washing my hands. Who knew? That strategy works wonders. I'll like recap a podcast I've been listening to all day <laughs> or something from like beginning to end. Or I'll like start thinking about what I'm going to cook for dinner when I get home. If I just distract myself like extremely aggressively, I'll, I'll manage to make it out. But that's what I found works for me. So maybe you can try that out next time and, and let me know how it goes. I'll I'll see how that goes. I <clears throat> I I'll, I'll find a way to adapt that for my own uh, specific set of problems and see if it can what what kind of results I get. Perfect. That's a, I appreciate that. I think uh, I think it's going to work for you. I hope it does at least. I I do too. So yeah, that that wraps up uh, the prepared rant. I do want to say that if if any of you uh people out there have struggled with the same issue as me, um I just wanted you to know that you're not alone. And I know that wasn't uh, necessarily an anger-fueled rant, but it needed to be said. Uh, and I'm glad that you could undertake this journey with me. Please let me know. Please reach out if uh, you can relate to this issue because I'd love to hear from everybody and, and see if, like, how many people truly struggle from this. I feel like it's a lot more prevalent than uh, society is willing to admit to us. So, hmm. yeah, it's thank you. Uh, much as your testimony to the uh, thought of people uh, stop watching your pee was powerful. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Thank you. It was 
it was it was a lot to 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 bring up. Uh, what I did. With that being said, uh, we can move on to the the random rant section of the show. It has been it, it really hasn't been very long since we did the last show. It's only been a week. Uh, it's only been exactly one week. It's been seven days. Don't let anything else tell you otherwise. It's only been seven days. But silly me, I can't remember like how this worked last time. Did did we reverse it? So like I went first on the prepared rant last time, and does that mean you went first on the random rant? Yes. Um, let's just uh, I'll guess I'll just start with a random rant then. So I I have my like trusty list of uh, topics numbered one through ten, and a random number generator. So. Uh, I generated a random number and I got nine. I don't even remember what we did last time, uh, so it's very if possible. It's, if that... it's that one, I'm sure I'll remember. Okay. Well, hopefully. Uh, candles? Was Candles one last time? That It was not Candles. Has Candles ever been one? Not that I remember. This is not really a very easy one. Uh, <laughs> uh, candles is not like exactly a... Actually, actually a simple Zach, one to do, I but. could be wrong, but I think on one of the ones you did by yourself, it might have been candles. I think so too. Yeah, I think it was popcorn think so. and candles. Yeah, I think so. So God, so it's not only been two weeks since that episode. How how could I manage to forget that? <laughs> All right, so whatever. Let's just do seven, which is a time hop. So like the uh, the for those of you who don't know, I don't know why anyone would not know, but if you don't know, it's the like app that shows you what you posted on all your social medias that day in previous years. Is that correct? I don't even have it. Is that how it works, Paul? That is, yeah. I used to have it. I don't currently have it anymore. Uh, but yeah, it, it'll say like on this day, like, and then it'll be like in 2017, in 2016. Like de- depending on how active you are, you may have multiple things on the same day in multiple years, or you may have nothing. It's, it, I, I feel like, for people who are very active, there's there's a lot. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's it tells you what you posted on different social medias on that day in history. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know what? I actually don't see, and I think this is how we did it last time. I don't see the point in like separating. Like, why yeah. do we have to take turns on this random portion? Uh, God, we are so out of practice. Very professional. Um, so like we'll just uh, we'll riff off each other and we'll go from here. Sounds good. Uh, there was a time that. I wanted time hop, um, probably like 2017 around then, but I like refused to update my phone for some inexplicable reason. Like I'll be, I'll up, it'll be like 10, (laughs) I don't know how many, it'll be several years worth of software updates behind the current software update before I decide to update my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a point in time where I wanted to get time hop for whatever reason, God knows why, but I couldn't because the app was too new to download my, with my old, like, uh, iOS. So I just didn't. Uh, and I'm glad that I, I never did because this, that's the thing about like, you come to see it a lot more with Facebook memories, which are just, uh, tools used by Facebook to drum up engagement in their shitty service. But <laughs> You realize that either you forgot memories for a reason or you remember them already because they were good. Like, I don't need an app to tell me what I posted on uh, January 17th, 2010, because uh, I've probably deleted it already. And if I haven't, it's because it was like an actual normal thing that I'm okay with being related to my adult self. And it was a good memory. And if that's the case, then I already remember it. Like, I don't need something to tell me that it existed, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's – sorry, go ahead. I'll say my thing no, after you. No, it's good. So I was going to say that – so I did have it, and my issue is that I've never been that active on social media. I've <clears> – when I first got Facebook as like a 7th or 8th grader, I used it some, like maybe – once a week ish um which seems like a lot to me but at the time most people i know in middle school were going insane with it yeah Um, oh yeah but like in general for for me with time hop i would have maybe one post a day from one of my social medias and some of them would be like like that that was kind of funny (laughs) that's funny it's like i 
I never have really tried to use social media for anything except for when I think I'm funny. And so it's just like, it'll kind of chronicle jokes that I've told. Whereas I think some of the purpose that some people have is like, well, I can see that at this time in 2016, I, 2016, I just went through a breakup because I'm tweeting about that. Or like, <laughs> man, I was really excited about this at that time. See, when I have any emotion other than boredom that results in me coming up with a dumb joke, I don't tweet anything or post anything. And so I don't have anything that interesting to remember. And so I had it for, I remember about, I probably had it for a year and a half. The first year, I actually did check it about every day and like found it mildly entertaining. But then for me, it would be the year two then, I started just being like, oh yeah, I remember when I saw this in like August 8th last year. Like, oh yeah, I remember seeing this in <laughs> September last year. And it was like, it got boring for me because <laughs> when you don't post that things very often, once you've been reminded of them once, that's about all you need. And so it got really boring for right. me because of that. That makes sense. I wouldn't have even thought about that. But uh, I feel like it's just a tool uh, to drum up bad memories more than anything. Mm-hmm. Also, like you said, the entire purpose of social media for me, at least, is just uh, like I use it to tweet things that I think are funny, like or post things that I think are funny and, and only me. Like it's only for me. <laughs> um, yeah. But my humor hasn't improved since... 2010 or whenever I got a Facebook. So you could read like all the memories, all the things I posted in any order and it would be like just as bad. There's no progression over the years or anything. So I don't need this like chronological reminder of what happened five years ago when the stuff that I just tweeted yesterday is equally terrible. That's a really fair point. In fact, when I had it, I never experienced a lot of people experience like shame from looking at their old social media posts like or if if they have a good sense of humor now maybe they'll be like what like laugh and be like look how like lame i was back in early high school and for me it's like oh yeah like i i found that funny then like i'd probably post something pretty funny like or pretty similar now. <laughs> like it, it's like it hasn't really changed for me that's that's interesting uh I, I do definitely feel the shame aspect of it, but I never really posted that much anyway when I was a lot younger, so there's not too much to be ashamed about, and I think I've purged uh, a lot of it already. But, uh, yeah, I I, 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 I never had that much sh- – it's not that I have nothing to be ashamed about. It's, it's more that the lame things that I did do were just like in eighth grade. It would be like an announcement. It would be like – got a test tomorrow and be like <laughs> paul why why do you want to share that like, <laughs> cool paul <and> so <laughs> honestly if anything it's it wasn't that anything was so bad to be cringeworthy it was more that it, i just got bored of looking at my old stuff because either it was like something that was like kind of funny and like i probably still even remember posting it or it was just like this is really boring. Like <laughs> i'm sure we were bored then and like i don't want to look at my boring statuses from middle school yeah, that's true. I mean, I definitely had a lot of those, like, statement of fact posts. Like, what? what is the point of that? Like, I love, you know what, is a, like an awesome thing that kids used to do. It, I'm sure they still do, but um, the people, I don't follow very many kids on social media these days. But one thing that people used to do a lot was, like, <laughs> you would, like, write in the third person. So it would say, like, Zach Andrews is going to a baseball game tomorrow. Like they would write like, like you know what I'm talking about where you yes, wouldn't, I do. you wouldn't like write your name in the post. You would assume that people are going to read your name first and then your statement. But there's like a line break in there and a font change. It just, it never worked very smoothly. You always have like a pregnant pause in between the name and the action. Uh, it never worked. I'm glad that trend has died amongst people my age, at least. Yeah, The, the trend's over, but, I don't know if it's been replaced by anything better, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, as a matter of fact, uh, as we progress this miserable life, things are constantly only getting worse and social media is not only an example of that, but probably the greatest contributor. So, uh, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, life is just a, a, a constant downward spiral. Um, and I can't wait to, to turn this, uh, whole mood around in the positive rant. Uh, 
<laughs> so, I mean, that's probably all that I have to say on time hop. Uh, I mean, do you have any particularly strong feelings one way or the other that you haven't let out yet? I think I've said basically everything that I had to say about it. I, I'm pretty neutral towards it. I see how some people get value, but it's pretty dang boring for me. Now, the more I think about it, the more on board I am for it. Because I'm now remembering that I've had some like real slam dunks of tweets like back in the day, you know, and uh, maybe that didn't get so much traction. But again, I'm posting for me and uh, were probably really funny to me at the time and probably like continue to hold up. So. I think I may have just talked myself into getting time hop, but again, it's been like years since I've updated my phone and I get like a notification about it every single day. So, uh, <laughs> we'll see, maybe that won't play out, but somehow I've, I've, instead of talking myself up into a frenzy, I've talked myself down to complacency, which has never happened before. <laughs> this is your changed man. Yeah. Well, um, I guess speaking of, of changing and, uh, complacency we can uh, move on to something a little more positive now if, if you're open to that idea yeah I'm good with that uh, so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first uh, I don't I can go first <laughs> okay you can go first I'll go first go for it um, so I went on a trip to Pennsylvania to visit Maddie's extended family over Christmas break and it was uh, I was in Midland at the time, so I had to fly from Midland to Dallas to somewhere else, Atlanta, I think, and then to Pennsylvania. Uh, and then I had to do the same thing on the return, the return trip. So it was six flights in total. Goodness. And flying is just a miserable experience, and, and that's nothing new. Uh, everybody's aware of that. And again, this is supposed to be happy, so we'll get there eventually. But everybody hates flying, right? It's just terrible, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the holiday season. It was bad. I got lucky. I went at like really horrible times of the day. They're just like unbearably late or early. So uh, it worked out. But typically, like it's just a bad time to travel all around. It's peak season. But for some reason, inexplicable, inexplicable to me, maybe by like the hand of God or something, three out of the six flights total that I took, I got bumped to first class. Really? Like completely like, yeah. So I got moved to first class on two of the flights uh, there and on one of the flights back. Let me tell you how much this experience has changed me. If you have never flown first class, it is so incredible and such a huge waste of money. Like don't do it unless you get bumped because uh, to my knowledge, I haven't checked. To my knowledge, like a, the difference between a business class or a coach or whatever they call it and a first class is business class good or bad. By the way, I, I don't know. Business that. class is like a step above uh, coach, but it's still significantly lower than first class in quality. Ah, uh, okay. My understanding. I didn't. Okay. Well, whatever. It the benefits that you receive from getting first class are just like dwarfed by the price it's not worth it but if you get bumped you're in the right of your life i mean this is going to be the greatest experience that you've ever gone through again not worth it financially but it'll change you (laughs) so they the seats are obviously enormous um very large cushiony seats you get two armrests in the middle so each person gets their own armrest on either side which is just a game changer there's no more fighting there's no more communicating with the people around you, which is just such a great benefit, such a good bonus. Uh, I really like the curtain that they draw between first class and the rest of the plebeians, just so <laughs> like you don't have to hear the rabble of the pores. Like that is so nice. Uh, that's such a good touch. And like what a like what dickhead invented that? Like that is so unnecessary. What is the person behind you gonna do that's gonna like disrupt your like cocktail drinking ass up in first class? Like I don't I don't get that. But I love it. It's a good feature. Hmm. One thing that I, two things that I didn't know, uh, the flight attendants are obviously like super into being hospitable. Like they're really like all about making your experience perfect that I did know, but I didn't know that you get a drink, uh, prior to takeoff. So like if you're on a short flight at best, you're getting one drink at peak altitude, but in first class, they will give you a drink. Before the 
the plane even takes off while you're waiting sitting there and waiting for all the rest of the like impoverished people to board the plane and sit in their shitty seats like all like cramped up in the back like sardines they give you a drink to drink while you do it which is so refreshing and so nice interesting and you actually have to consume it before the plane takes off so they'll like come by and take your trash and they'll make you chug the rest of your drink if like the plane's taxiing and you haven't completed it yet which is so fun it's all part of the experience but another thing that i wasn't aware of uh, and this is probably common knowledge, but most people know this, but all beverages are free in first class. This includes any and all alcoholic beverages. Really? Yeah. Which typically like you're, you know, if you want like a beer, it's what? $8. Yeah. It's something it's, in the, in the back like of the plane. It's like a Bud Light. It's something ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Definitely. So all alcoholic beverages are free on first class, like sitting in first class, which I never knew. And I was... Uh, frankly, too afraid to ask because on my two first class flights down or up to Pennsylvania, I didn't want to ask for like an alcoholic drink and then have to pay for it. I kept telling myself, I- I'll I'll treat myself on the way back, but I don't want to get one right now. Like my thought process was, I'm in first class; it's already great. I don't need to be inebriated to enjoy this experience. I'll wait till I'm like crammed in the back against some overweight, sweaty person up against the window and then I'll get a beer or something, you know, Mm -hmm. that was my thought. So the first, I really wasted an opportunity and the first flight or the first two flights I got in first class, I did not get a drink uh, or I didn't get an alcoholic drink, but on my flight down, the one that got upgraded to first class, most people in the first class section got upgraded with me. So for some reason, they had a big vacancy of first-class people. So almost everyone sitting in the first-class section were like me. They were people who normally wouldn't sit up there. They got upgraded. They had never been there before. They didn't know what to expect. So <laughs> there was a, a, a woman in front of me who, like me, was a newbie at, at this first-class lifestyle and asked the flight attendant how much a beer would cost. This is the pre-flight. Yeah. This is the pre-takeoff drink. And the flight attendant was like, Oh, 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 darling, it's free. Like she had this like hilarious Willy Wonka ass attitude that I was all about. <laughs> uh, so the woman was like, oh, my God, it's free. Well, then, like, of course I will take a beer. So that this really opened my eyes, made me realize like the beverages I had missed on the first two flights. So I got a beer uh, before we took off and I knew that they were going to take it up before we took off. So like I, I chugged it, but the girl, the woman in front of me who ordered the beer didn't know that cause she was even newer than me to first class. So the, the flight attendant like watched her just like chug a half a can of beer <laughs> while the plane was taxiing. It was so badass. I, I, I loved every second of it. I got really drunk on that flight and then my plane was late to the uh, terminal. So I was like drunkenly like jogging through the airport on in holiday season trying to get to my next flight before it took off it was such a great experience i just kept downing the the flight attendant was never judgmental she'd come up to me after like she just gave me a beer 10 minutes ago and i'd already finished it and she was like would you like another sir every time without fail every time like yes ma'am i want another <laughs> it was so so great i cannot stress how amazing it was and also how ridiculous ridiculously overpriced it is but if you get upgraded, lucky you. You're in for a treat. Wow. And uh, that was just a huge run-on sentence. Like, I just had so much to say, so much to get out. But that's what I have to say about about uh, my positive round of the week. Wow. I don't have too much to add to that because, I, to my – I don't think I've ever been in first class. I have some vague memory of flying when I was, like, a child where maybe I was upgraded. But if that's the case, yeah. like, I don't remember it. Um, so, and also definitely wouldn't be able to experience a lot of the perks you're describing. Um, right, right. But yeah, I mean, having been on a decent amount of flights, a couple of them international, I imagine, especially on longer flights, that first class would be an absolute game changer because when you're on a long flight, like whether or not you're going to be able to, especially if it's overnight, whether or not you are going to be able to sleep is entirely dependent on whether or not like what the person next to you is going to be like. Like one time I was, I was on like right. a 12 or 15 hour flight, some, somewhere around there. And the guy next to me was just so large. And he just sat in such a way as he was like sleeping that his elbow was like crossing the armrest 
into my side. And so I just sat, leaned away from his elbow for like 10 hours of the flight. And in that moment, I definitely thought to myself, it would be nice to have a giant seat to myself in first class. What a terrible experience. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty miserable. Why does that always happen? I feel like without fail, anyone who sits next to you is like horrible. I, I, I guess that's a statement on humanity as a whole. Everyone's horrible. Yeah. But you know what? Whatever. This is a this is all about positivity. So yeah. So. so yeah, I I definitely can see how that's opened my eyes, and I I doubt that I'll ever have the money that I can regularly get myself to first class. But if I'm lucky enough, maybe I will be bumped myself one day. Someday, I believe in you. I bet someday you will. Thank you, Zach. And and it'll be so right. <laughs> it will be so right. Well, that uh, if you're done, then I'm done. Um, I took up a, a good chunk of time there. So well, that that's fitting, because unless you somehow have a lot to add, my uh, positive rant is going to be pretty quick. I think. Oh, okay. Um, so what I am here to have an unreasonable amount of excitement for is that I recently rediscovered erasable pens. And so oh yeah, as a kid, I remember there being um, <clears throat> erasable pens that at some point, I don't know if the teachers in elementary or middle school just randomly decide, like, let's try these out on the kids and just randomly all of a sudden they had erasable pens. But they were, like, the crappiest pens with those, like, pencil-type erasers that, like, the pen was just... I got the impression that the pen just wrote with such light ink that, like, it never fully even adhered to the paper, so the eraser just, like, moved it away. Like, it was just... I know exactly what you're talking about. We had the same pens. It it was just... the. It was such a horrible experience. I was like, why would anyone ever want to use an erasable pen? And, And my issue is... So I love the feel of writing with like a real pen. A real good pen is something I realized almost kind of recently within the last few years is a game changer for like, it makes me like excited to even like work on things because I'm getting to write with a good pen. Um, But the issue is that my hand, I wouldn't say my handwriting is bad. It's just inconsistent where randomly there will just be horrible, um, illegible words surrounded by what is overall like okay looking words but some of them will just look horrible or just randomly scribble for no understandable reason and that and that's the downside of a pen obviously is that um or like if you change your mind on something then you have to like cross out with a pen i i mean i'm not telling anyone in the audience anything they don't know people know what pens are um but then (laughs) i personally hate writing with pencils and so i start my new job and my boss gave me like a company pen, like we just have a giant, that's not something super special. We just have this giant box of branded pens and they happen to be erasable pens. I was like, huh, that's interesting. And I wrote with it and it just writes like a normal pen. And then on the back, it has this weird rubber stuff that you just like, when you erase, it just like immediately erases and it just blew my mind. I know that this is the simplest thing in, absolutely does not justify the level of excitement i'm getting giving it but it changed that's what this is about though <laughs> it's it's all about it basically that, changed exactly. my life and i have if you would look at my amazon search history right now i've just been looking up different brands of erasable pens and have been browsing <laughs> different colors and options because i just want to buy a bunch for myself because i've discovered that y- there are pens that feel good to write with that erase even better than pencils erase because it doesn't leave like eraser shavings because it's just using friction instead of like whatever the heck pencil erasers are made of. Um, and it actually feels good to write with. It just changed everything for me. And um, that's basically all I have to say about that. I'm just really fired up about them. And when I get off this call, I'm probably going to complete an order of some a <laughs> giant pack of erasable pens on Amazon. That's a beautiful story. I love that. Find the joy in little things. Um, I'm like you. I actually didn't really realize the greatness of a like nice, smooth pen until recently. But unlike you, I vastly prefer pencils in every category, oh, like really? almost entirely. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge pencil guy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, though. Like a nice, a nice pen is... It just feels so good in your grasp. And plus the fact that you are not committed to your mistakes, of which I make 
countless <laughs> when I'm using a pen is just such a nice feature. So I get that. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, the simplicity of your joy. Yes. it's And that's the thing is like, if you like pencils, then you're basically getting that same benefit. But that is the thing is that like, you, it takes away like the pressure of like <laughs> having to either cross out or not make mistakes with a pen and you have the freedom of a pencil. But for me, since I like pens, it adds that level. That's nice. Right. It's just the, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. Frankly, big fan. Cool. Well, uh, anything else or should we wrap up here? You know, I I think I'm good to wrap up here. All right. Well, um, I know that, uh, maybe we're a bit rusty, (laughs) but I, I certainly felt a bit rusty. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and, and you could tell by the fact that like I had no idea what was going on and I couldn't remember what we had ever done before. It was basically my first recording ever, which um, it kind of should be. Like This is kind of a, a turning over a new leaf, uh, trying to put a lot more emphasis and effort in doing this, uh, making sure it's regular and everything. So I'm okay with this feeling like a debut because it, in a way it is. Um, but like I said... Uh, like a long time ago, very early in the podcast. We are trying to get this out regularly, um, consistently on like a schedule. Um, so as unprofessional as uh, sometimes we may come across, we do have a plan and we're going to see that plan through eventually. Just bear with us. Um, I probably will have a definite answer on when you can expect this podcast to be released and how regularly uh, next time. So just stay tuned for that if you're even the slightest bit interested. Uh, Paul, would you have anything else to add? Um, really all I have to add is that um, I'm really excited to keep doing this regularly and I'm thankful for I, – I have no idea how many people listen to this, but those of you that do listen, I'm thankful that you indulge uh, Zach and I in this and we I hope that you guys get some enjoyment out of it because I know that we uh, do get enjoyment out of it and we're excited to continue doing it yeah I, I couldn't have said that better myself I, I was going to like make a, a joke off of that or something but I, uh, I'm not going to because that's uh, truthfully like a really serious and uh, honest statement and I think it was really well said Thank so you. I appreciate that Paul and it's good to have you as like a, like a full time member now definitely makes the show a lot better in pretty much every way. So, um, you know, enough, enough tooting your horn, but (laughs) thanks for being here. It's good to have you. Uh, Thanks for having me. This was a great time. If I remember correctly, and as we've established plenty of times already, I probably don't. I believe we used to end the show with a signature. uh, I've been Zach Andrews. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, well, I was like, it was going to be like a cool thing where you would fill in the blank. Like, you would say your line. Like, like this isn't, uh, like, this is in the show, Paul. Like, I'm not cutting this. This is too funny now. <laughs> Are you following me? Yes. Okay, like, we, we can try it again. Okay. I've been Zach Andrews. I'm still Paul Messman. And this has been not all bad. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>